How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Food Heals Podcast, Episode 226. What is the life that you really want for yourself? What steps do you need to take to get that life? Yeah. And then really... Take action now on being the best you and creating the life that you want. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today, we're chatting with one of my favorite businesswomen, Tracy Edmonds. Tracy has created and produced groundbreaking projects for television, film, music, and digital media. Formerly the host of the TV show Extra, she currently serves as CEO and president of Edmonds Entertainment. She's also the founder and editor of the brand new lifestyle, health, and wellness media brand, allrightnow.com. And she was at our Rise and Bloom Mastermind earlier this year, and I'm so grateful to JJ for introducing us, and JJ Flazanes is also our co-host today. So I can't wait to share this interview with you today, but first, Food Heals Nation, are you joining us in Italy 2019? It's our second annual Food Heals Vegan Italian Getaway. I'm so excited to go back to the beautiful, peaceful, picturesque, delicious Amalfi Coast, and I hope that you're coming with me. We had so much fun last year. You probably heard our Italian episode where we got to talk about what happened on that trip. But just to go through it briefly, we stay in the most beautiful place. It's a villa on the Amalfi Coast. So every day you wake up to those gorgeous ocean views that you can only get in person or on Instagram. We go to fabulous restaurants where the menus are carefully curated by our vegan chef, Leslie Durso, with the chefs in Italian to give us the best tasting Italian vegan food I've ever had and probably will ever have. Our villa has an infinity pool and a grotto. It's just such a gorgeous place to stay. We go on boat rides and hikes. We hike down to Positano. It's just such a lovely town. We have so much fun. There's a lot of bonding experiences, spiritual experiences. We really create a sisterhood between talking to each other every morning and reading our angel cards to long conversations on hikes to dinner conversations where we all have to answer a question. It's just so much fun. You can't miss out. Go to foodhealsnation.com slash Italy to find out more. You can download our brochure with all the beautiful pictures from last year. If you're ready to commit, just email us at info at foodhealsnation.com. All you have to do is put down a deposit to reserve your spot. It's June 15th to June 22nd. It's a gorgeous time to be there. It's kind of like the beginning of summer where not all the tourists are quite there yet. So it's not as crowded as it gets maybe later in the summer. So it's just 
perfect weather, a great amount of people. You know, I'm really excited to be back there. And prices do go up November 30th. That's just because we have to spend more time and money advertising on this. So we would love to get you in now at the lowest price we're going to offer. So send us an email if you want more information. I'm so excited to have you there. Again, foodhealsnation.com slash Italy. Next up, my interview with Tracy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. She's an empowerment strategist, podcast host, author, and personal trainer. She organizes inspiring events in LA like The Next Big Step and releasing What Weighs You Down. Please welcome today's co-host, JJ Flazanes. Why, thank you, Allison. I feel so comfortable in this chair next to you. I know you've been here a lot, so you're basically a regular around here. <laughs> All right. Just etch my name in this chair. Uh, yes. This chair belongs at JJ part-time. It definitely does. And you have introduced me to today's guest, who is amazing. She is a Hollywood producer. She's a CEO. She's won numerous awards for her contributions to the entertainment industry, like an Emmy. She's the founder of All Right Now. Please welcome our guest. Tracy Edmonds. Hey there. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. So fun. Yes. (laughs) I'm excited to have both you lovely ladies in this room, even though it's not my room, but it's going to be a really fun conversation because we all have a passion for health. Yes. Yes. And we all have a story. And I think that's key. That's the key to why we all do this. And that's why we're all so similar and we're all doing really similar things. But Mm -hmm. um, Tracy, tell everyone, like, where did this health journey start for you? Okay, so I will go back to, first of all, I was pre-med in college, okay? So I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to help people. And so I was going to go down the traditional Western medicine doctor route. Yeah. And after college, I took some time off trying to figure out med school, you know, what I was going to do or whatever, decided not to go down that path. However, when I was 25 years old, my dad ended up having a quadruple bypass heart surgery. Mm -hmm. And so four of his arteries were clogged. And even though I had done like my pre-med studies and stuff, I didn't really know that much about nutrition. You know, when that happened to my dad and he was fighting for his life, I remember having a conversation with his doctor and I said, well, how did, how did that happen? How does, how do arteries get clogged like that? And so then he started kind of like sharing nutritional information with me. And he was like, well, you know, your dad eats a lot of foods that are like, you know, bad for, you know, for him and high in fat and his arteries got clogged and all that kind of stuff. So then that's when I really started researching nutrition. And I literally, I took a vow that day when my father, I'm trying not to get teared up, but when my father was fighting for his life, I took a vow that day to get healthier because prior to age 25, you know, I was thin. And so I thought, okay, it doesn't matter what I eat. I don't have to worry about gaining weight or anything. So I was eating a lot of fast food, burgers, tacos, pizza, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, because I didn't really worry about gaining weight. But what I should have listened to were the clues for my stomach because I always had digestion problems. Mm -hmm. And so I remember being in college and and being young and stuff, and I'd eat and I'd get this terrible stomach ache. And I'm like, ugh. But I just thought that was normal. I was like, oh, I ate too much. But it was really my body rejecting all the bad stuff that, that I was putting in it. So the day that my dad was fighting for his life was the day that I said, okay, I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to learn about health and nutrition. I'm going to change my lifestyle. And I did. So that was age 25. And I've been going down that journey ever since. And so like, I've just been learning more and more and more. 
So it began with healthy eating and learning that you've got to feed your body nutrients and not just like empty calories and stuff. And that, you know, it's fuel to keep your body operating properly is when you put good stuff in it. And so started eating healthy and then, you know, really started going down the fitness route. I had always been a dancer. I grew up doing ballet, tap, jazz, and I was a pepster, which is like a song leader and all that kind of stuff. So moving came easy for me and stuff. But then I realized how important exercise is to like the whole healthy lifestyle component. And so like when I finished college, I started exercising less and less. But then when I took that vow at age 25, I started learning about fitness again. And so then I started doing Pilates and aerobics and now yoga and started adding that into my lifestyle routine. You know, on all right now, my website, I talk about balance, diet, it's nutrition, it's fitness, it's spiritual as well. And so I've incorporated some meditation there as well. And so started down all of those paths, you know, kind of when I was in my 20s and got more and more into it as I got into my 30s and 40s. And I don't want to like give away my my age, although you can Google it. <laughs> Like, oh my god, I'm getting so old. Well, you're stunning. So oh my god, oh, no, you look thank half you. Your age. I know. Thank and you, you look sweetheart. I love you it's guys. A, like, I love you guys. For unfair. It's unfair. <laughs> How do I look that How much work you guys I look do, amazing? Is, yeah, it's oh, just no. unfair. <laughs> so I started going down that whole, you know, that whole path as as I got got older and everything. You know, really, I realized that like you have to take care of yourself before yeah. you can take care of other people, and so I'm a. I'm a mom and I have two sons. And so I started like really knowing, look, I got to take care of myself and keep myself strong so that I can look after them. And so, um, and the same thing, I became that person in the family that not only had to take care of my kids, but I had to take care of my parents and grandparents and, you know, all that. And so had to stay strong for them, which then leads me to what I've been through, as you guys know, the last two years which was losing both my parents. So that's the most recent chapter, you know, of my health and wellness journey. And so the sad thing is that two years ago, I lost my mom. And so she was fighting cancer and mesothelioma, which is like one of the hardest, if not the hardest cancer to find a cure for, because it's like chemotherapy doesn't help and radiation doesn't help. And they don't really know anything that is really effective, Mm -hmm. you know, with fighting cancer. But what I can tell you is through her journey, I sure didn't learn a lot about cancer. Yeah. And so, um, and I learned a lot about cancer that Western medicine does not even talk about. They don't talk about it. And I know JJ and I have kind of compared notes and stuff. And some of the things that I learned is that really, you know, there are things that you can do nutritionally to slow down, to fight cancer. One of the things is like cancer eats sugar. And so it feeds on sugar, feeds on sugar and multiplies through the consumption, you know, sugar, the more sugar we consume, if we have cancer in our body, the more it multiplies. The sad thing that I didn't know, like my mom and I always like, I'd always try to get her to eat healthy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just thought I was this kook, you know, she's like, Oh, stop it. You know, that doesn't make a difference or whatever. Yeah. And I remember thinking that too. Mm-hmm. I know. Yep. Didn't, you know, didn't know any better. I would go to visit her, open up her refrigerator and there would be true story. There would be pictures and pictures of sweet tea because oh, she like, yeah. she drank sweet iced tea. She was from Texas. She was obsessed with it. Like she drank it all day long and she'd be like, you want some tea? And then I'd take one sip of it. It was so much sugar. I'm like, oh, gosh, mom, how can you 
drink this, you know. But people are addicted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was consuming so much of that and loved, bless her heart, loved Haagen-Dazs ice cream, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. We didn't know during the time when I was visiting her that she had cancer in her stomach. Mm -hmm. So she had tumors in her stomach. They were just growing so fast. For me, now that I know a little bit about how the cells multiply, I see everything in the animation. <laughs> so I can see, you know, the sweet iced tea entering her stomach oh. and they're, yeah, the little cancer cells. Yeah. So she was telling me that she was starting to like lose her appetite because I think the tumors were growing in her stomach. And so we took her to the doctor and discovered that she had these tumors in her stomach. I'm going to try to tell you the story without crying because the saddest thing is that like my mom always looked really young for her age. Mm-hmm. And so she always looked like my big sister and if we're on vacation she'd meet a guy and be like this is my big sister (laughs) (laughs) so she never wanted anybody to know that she was my mom and so um she looks so good yeah the saddest thing is to see like when cancer really hits how fast you know it can just take over the body i know and you see the body just deteriorate and and you see take over the other organs and like her not being able to eat anymore she just kept getting smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. and smaller and so I was searching all over the world for cures and talking to doctors and Israel and Europe and all over the place and again learning so much about cancer through that journey and stuff and I actually went out to Vienna Austria and looked at some of the things that they were doing one of them being and JJ and I have talked about this before but high dosages of vitamin C yep Yeah, and so I saw how effective that was. And there's so many things that they are doing outside of the United States that are working to fight cancer that are not approved, you know, over here in the U.S. You know, we're controlled by pharmaceutical industry. And people don't know, and it's a tragedy, and that's why we do this is because I was just like you. I didn't know. My doctors didn't know. I honestly can't blame them because they did not know. They were trained you prescribe radiation, chemotherapy, and yeah. surgery. Yeah. And I watched my mother deteriorate just like you watched yours. And yeah. it took her vitality. Yeah. Her skin sagged. She had hairs growing in weird places, but she lost her hair. Like, it was just it, it was such a quick deterioration. And I don't know how much of it to this day was cancer and how much of it was the treatments that she was doing. Yeah. they're so aggressive. Yeah. They, yeah. Vitamin C was never mentioned. No. And you know what's so sad is that... So I had done my research and I heard about vitamin C. And so this is a true story. So we, um, and I won't expose the hospital, but let's just say it was probably the premier hospital in Los Angeles. We hear that a lot. Yeah, that, that she was at. So I had finagled away before she actually went into the hospital full time, you know, when she was still kind of staying at my house and seeing her um, oncologist and stuff. I had finagled away to do vitamin C therapy. Yeah. So she was going over and she was getting these vitamin C IVs Mm -hmm. and her oncologist, who was really a traditional Western doctor, but he was willing to experiment with me. So, yeah. And so we were doing vitamin C. He was documenting because he had to measure the size of the tumors and stuff. Mm -hmm. True story. At one point, it shrank by 40 percent. I mean, that's unheard of. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Can I ask, Tracy, because I, you and I have talked about the story, mm-hmm. and at the time, because I was hearing it for the first time, I didn't think to ask this question. Mm-hmm. But do you think, in all honesty, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I've dealt with doctors even recently about a friend's sibling who is going through some pretty tough things, and the yeah. doctor was pretty open to nutritional conversations. Mm-hmm. The, the rest of the family was not, but the doctor was. 
And I know this was not that long ago, so we have come a long way, yeah. with, especially and we're in L.A., so at least if, yeah. if you're not on board, you've heard about it. Yeah. You can't escape it if you live here, yeah. that right. there's an understanding about nutrition. But do you think that there was any influence that you had because of who you are on that doctor, that he listened to you? And, I'm only, and, I, and you can be honest, mm-hmm. because there are times where I think – that, that and and I I think there's a place for everything mm-hmm. and I think that people should do their research on who on who they're working with and on getting second opinions and on what uh, treatments are being prescribed and what's going on and, and do what you can because ultimately we're responsible for our own health right but there are a lot of times where doctors especially in these kinds of hospitals who have a god complex and they don't want to hear from anyone who doesn't have a degree or isn't uh, someone in, of influence or value in their eyes. Right. If yeah. you if you aren't giving them, I mean, I have a client that I, you know, she's she's very well read and I she was empowered about a, a lot of things and he literally said to her, "Which one of us went to medical school?" Uh, yeah. And it was about statin drugs. And mm-hmm. she had read and read and read and swore she was never going to go on a statin drug and he scared the living bejesus out of her and she went on it. And I don't know, I haven't seen her in a while so I don't know what happened, but I just wonder if if your, you know, your background, who you are, uh, influenced him at all, what do you think? You know, I can't. I I don't really know if I can say that me having a, if you want to call it an entertainment celebrity profile, influenced him. I can tell you a couple things. One is, I'm pretty aggressive when I need to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can be. I can give you facts. I can give you scientific studies. I can back my stuff up with with research or whatever. So when I started talking to him about vitamin C, I came with some research. I said, look, I want my mother, since you're telling me that there's no hope, how does it hurt us if we try vitamin C therapy? You know, and I showed him articles and research and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she was still at an outpatient level at that point. And so she was just seeing an oncologist she had not been admitted to, I'll just say, big pharma-controlled hospitals. And so at that point, we were able to, and, and also too, by the way, the way I was introduced to this oncologist is through my doctor, who is a medical doctor, but really practices more alternative therapies as mm. well. He is from Israel, and he travels all over the world meeting with experts from all over the world about alternative cures for everything. So he was the one that told me about vitamin C. He referred me to this oncologist. So I'm like, look, Dr. So-and-so <laughs> said, hey, let's try vitamin C on this and let's see what happens or whatever. And my alternative doctor had the resource to get the vitamin C IV drips. So we began doing that. And sure enough, every time they measured the tumor markers, they were getting smaller and smaller. They began, the you know Western oncologist was baffled. He was like, wow, this really is working. So at one point, he was documenting it mm-hmm. for the scientific journals or the medical journals or whatever. Because at one, at one point, he was going to publish it. We had gone all the way down to a 40% reduction in, in the tumors and stuff. Now, unfortunately, the other complicated part about my mom's medical condition is that she had all this stuff hit her body at the same time. And I don't know how long it was all dormant or whatever, sure. but... In addition to the mesothelioma, she also had two blood diseases going on. Mm -hmm. So she had, I think it was called MDS and MPD. And so one was a white blood cell disease, one was a red blood cell disease. So doing transfusions? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we had to start doing transfusions. And then the blood diseases started kind of like really as 
with the progress that we had been making on the mesothelioma, we still had all this blood disease stuff going on. And there was one point then where now she started having to go into the hospital for all these transfusions and these blood disease issues. Once she hit the hospital level, then everything becomes corporate. You know, and that's a good way to put it. Yeah, uh, and no, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yes. Uh-huh. So no more, uh-huh. no more vitamin C. There's no IVs. more alternative allowed. Absolutely right. not. And so you do it our way, or you're out. Yep. And so I, you know, so then the tumor started growing again, and oh, so I was just like how frustrating. Yeah, I was like, well, can't. Isn't there any way we can get the vitamin C into the hospitals or whatever? And everything was regulated because we were also trying, we were trying all kinds of things like curcumin and, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of things where she was being supplemented with cancer fighting supplements in addition to the vitamin C. But once you go into the corporate hospitals, you cannot do any supplements at all. It's all pharmaceutical driven. So for me as a daughter, it was so sad, you yeah. know, to see once she went into the hospital for these blood issues, the tumors start growing again. I wasn't allowed to do, you know, yeah. I, I begged them to like let me do vitamin C IVs. I'm like, well, I'm paying for it. Like, why can't we administer it? You know, yeah. how in the world can you tell me vitamin C could hurt? It was just regulated and not allowed at all. At the end of the day, the tumors started growing so fast, and then everything just kind of went downhill from there. I'm so, 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 so sorry because I've been there. Yeah. And I just have so much love for you in this moment because I know this story because it is my story, and I'm sure many listeners right now are thinking this is my story. Yeah, yeah. And my goal is for this not to be anyone's story anymore. I know, I know. And it's so sad because, you know, again, the oncologist was a traditional Western oncologist and stuff, and so... Even before she went into the hospital, when we were going over to his medical office and she was getting the vitamin C IVs and stuff, I was taking her and I'd see all the chemotherapy patients. She had her own little private room because I think they didn't want her to know she was getting the vitamin C IVs Mm -hmm. and while everyone else was getting the chemo. And I would see, sadly enough, and, and JJ, you and I may have compared notes, I saw this candy all over the oncology office. And so I was just like looking at all these cancer patients eating candy. And while I understand mentally it might give them, you know, something positive to feel good about, but it's sugar. I know. know, They could use a stevia, xylitol. Like they Mm -hmm. could still have candy without the extra sugar. There you go. And without the dye. There you go. There's a way around it. And I asked the guy, I asked the the doctor, I said, I said, you're giving candy? Yep. I said, you do know that cancer thrives on sugar. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why would you be giving your patients candy? He looked at me as if, oh, like, I'm a, quote, conspiracist, or, oh, there's nothing to, like, really show that. Or, like, a little bit won't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's so sad, and I'm so sick of being looked at like that, but that's why I do the podcast, because I'm like, at least the people that want to learn can learn. I love you. And everyone else can just be like, whatever, but it's so so true, and I remember um, I specifically said to my parents, had the same oncologist when I lost my mother and then my father. And I said, does nutrition matter? And as flat as he could, he literally said no. And then I kept asking questions. What about this? What about this? They can eat anything they want. And then at the end of my questioning, he said they can smoke if they want to. Okay. 
It, it, it's crazy. Smoke. Yeah. Now, here I am knowing that he knows better. He may not know about sugar. He may not know about vitamin C. He, I didn't know about Like, mm-hmm, I barely mm-hmm. was scratching the mm-hmm, surface. Mm-hmm. I was, as you said, um, by the time I was 25, I had lost both my parents. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but so I'm like 21 talking mm-hmm. to my mom's os- oncologist, knowing nothing, 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 but going, there has to be something else. And the doctor telling me there is nothing else and she can smoke if she wants to. Now I look back and I think, all right. Maybe he said that because it was like, she's dying and he doesn't think that she's going to live. So if she wants to smoke, she should smoke. If she wants sugar, she should have it. But it is so irresponsible of any doctor that knows any better to tell us they can smoke, they can eat sugar, or blah, blah, blah. If you don't know, fine. But if you do know better, do better. Yep. And And irresponsible is such a great word. And let me tell you this. I mean, we're three intelligent women, right? Okay. If we were oncologists... Wouldn't we research everything we could, whether it's alternative, traditional, whatever, on cancer cures? I would be so curious on everything possible that's out there in the world that can help my patients and how these Western doctors can tell you that they've never heard of vitamin C therapy or they've never heard that cancer eats sugar or whatever. It's completely irresponsible. And I'm like, how can you not read? And how can you not learn and try to find out everything that there is to know about cancer cures to help your patients, unless you're purely looking at this as a business? A business, a yeah. money-making yeah. business. And I don't want to knock doctors because no, there's so many there, good there's some ones good out ones. there. Yeah, absolutely. But there are also plenty who are in it for the money. And there are also plenty who are researching and finding out and going, you know what? I got to change my practice. And those are the people that we usually interview on the podcast. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I've been like, you know what? I looked at it in one way because that's what I learned. And then I realized there was something else. And so I dedicated my life to figuring that out and helping people. Yeah. And so there are both. And so what we have to do as patients and as humans who are not doctors is make sure that for our loved ones, we're getting the first opinion, second opinion, third opinion, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh if we need to, because we're not finding the answers that we need. Yeah, absolutely. And to question things, you know, yeah. that people are just led to believe that the doctor knows best, but what people don't understand is that your doctor's education comes from the pharmaceutical companies. And it's really that political where the pharmaceutical companies, I mean, talk to a doctor and ask them how much nutrition they got in their training. And most of them will tell you, I had one, one class in one semester on nutrition in my whole entire medical degree. Isn't that crazy? Yet most yeah. of them will tell you, give yeah. you, give you food advice with mm-hmm. what background and education? Right. With next to nothing. Right. And now, now to defend some of it, I work in a medical clinic with functional medicine physician, and there are regulations and in insurance companies that, and as for your medical license, that if you, so for instance, in a, in a functional medicine situation, even though I'm a different kind of patient and I may know what my needs are, are based on symptoms and past blood work. If I was to ask for specific, let's say, bioidentical hormones for my condition based on past blood work and symptoms, and even though the doctor may agree with me completely, unless I have up-to-date blood work, they can get fined because I don't have up-to-date blood work. Mm -hmm. Or for instance, a regular Western medical doctor, as I've worked with a ton of my clients on and even my parents, in my book, in my last book, I have a list of hormones and different blood work for people mm-hmm. to take from a very broad perspective of how your endocrine system works and to, you know, to look at the weight loss, to look at weight gain and menopause and andropause. 
And if you go to a traditional Western doctor, they'll just say flat out no. And the reason they say flat out no, because my mother went to the gynecologist and my mother is 70. And mm-hmm. I gave her this blood work. And I said, mother, get this, get this. You deserve, you're the patient. Mm-hmm. Ask for this blood work. Mm-hmm. She asked for it. and The doctor flat out said no. Wow. wow. Because she knows what it's going to say. And I said, that's bullshit first of all she she knows it's going to be lower mm-hmm. that's what she knows but mm-hmm. she doesn't know how low or how imbalanced it's going to be but here's what the truth is the truth is, is that doctor doesn't know how to treat it and because she would be made to treat it if it comes back as low or mm-hmm. high mm-hmm. she would be held to she now has to deal with it yeah and because doctors that don't deal with alternative medicine, bioidentical hormones or anything that's more functional medicine based if you ask for blood work that's going to indicate something that they don't know how to deal with or they don't believe in, Mm -hmm. they by law have to treat it. Mm -hmm. So there's all these regulations that I'm sure are very frustrating for physicians that they have to deal with. But I, you know, in that case, that's why you become a functional medicine physician and not a Western medical physician. Because if your goal is to help people and to get to the truth, which we're all pretty much truth seekers, Allison's a Sag and Tracy's an Aquarius. uh, (laughs) You know, we're truth seekers. We're not about bullshit. And we want to know what the, we want to know what, what's going on so we're going to ask the questions and so many people don't ask the questions because it's whatever the well the doctor says well okay my boyfriend's brother was dying and literally last week and one of the doctors told him there was nothing else we can do Mm -hmm. and they all freaked out and Mm -hmm. said you need to come home he's dying for the second time in two weeks and then another doctor came in did some other things and now he's fine and he's at home but can you but like the responsibility placed on a physician to come and say there's nothing else we can do and everyone takes it as god spoke right my parents said, yep. And, yeah. and we're not encouraged as people to learn anything. No, you're, you're so right. I mean, and again, you know, we kind of go back to like, this is a business for a lot of doctors. And, and I will be the first to say too, there are some really good doctors of out course. there. But there are a lot of doctors that get kickbacks from pharmaceutical companies oh, yeah. mm-hmm. to just write prescriptions. Yep. And so I can tell you when I was younger and I was, you know, expressing to you guys that I had these digestive issues and mm-hmm. stuff. I remember just kind of going to my doctor and going, oh, my God, after I eat, like I just get terrible heartburn. I feel t- horrible, whatever. He wrote a prescription for mm-hmm. a pharmaceutical without telling me, without sitting down and going, well, what are you eating? Right. You know, OK, well, oh, you're eating fried foods. Okay, we'll stop the fried foods. Or like maybe let me try you on some probiotics or some digestive enzymes or something. Nothing like that at all. And so me, when I was young, I'm naive. And so I tried the stupid pharmaceuticals. They didn't really help. Yeah. But then I changed my diet and I tried things like probiotics, you know, for digestion and digestive enzymes and stuff. I don't have any of those issues at all anymore and stuff ever since I changed my diet and stuff. And so your body does reject things that, that are bad for you. And you, you have to listen to your body. Well, there's there's a science. It's called biochemistry. It's literally what the what food <laughs> breaks down into your body. Yep. And that everything your body needs to survive and optimally live and create everything that you are comes from your food. Yes. I mean, this is the Food Heals podcast, but uh, and and those of you that are listening know that, and hopefully my tribe knows that, but like, (laughs) how can you even with any good conscience say that food doesn't matter, really? 
but but you know we forget and we don't take into consideration and we don't want to be bothered Mm -hmm. because it means there's going to be a lifestyle change and all of a sudden if i know better and i do the opposite of that then guess who's responsible for my decline me so unfortunately we do live in a world where people just want to just give me the drug it's easier i don't have to think about it i don't change anything about my life but that's sometimes why and i know allison you've interviewed plenty of people who say cancer was the best thing that ever happened to them because it got them to change their life wow it got them to turn around and say Mm -hmm. it woke them up to their behaviors or to what they were eating or to how they were feeling what they were doing to change it to feel vital i mean chris carr right i mean is is one good example of that so food everybody is medicine as we all know but food creates your body on every level there you go and just to add to what you're saying too i can tell you too with my own body you know, now that I treat my body like a temple and I feed it all healthy stuff, every now and then when I cheat, I can feel it. Yeah, me too. Like my body is like, if I eat something bad, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have some French fries. You know, you uh-huh. can just like, your body's like, oh, my stomach is like, why did you put that in yeah. me? You know, or whatever. And your body starts rejecting it because your body knows what's good for it and what's not. Yeah, exactly. If I have those French fries, then the next day I'm like, why can't I run? Why can't I work out? It's because my stomach hurts. It's because yeah. like, I haven't digested fully and it's been over 12 hours and I still haven't fully digested that food because my body doesn't know how because it's been so long. Even if I do my digestive enzymes, it's still like, hey, we want our fruits and vegetables. No, totally. I'm the same way. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Food Heals Nation, I love a good detox. Of course you do. I know. (laughs) I'm the only person. (laughs) Who loves a detox? Now, granted, they are amazing and you need to do them, but who, like, come on. When when are they ever fun? Allie, come on. They are fun in this case. I'm literally a self-proclaimed detox junkie. That you are. That you are. (laughs) Well, I love cleansing my body because I can look and feel as healthy and as vibrant as possible when I'm clean. But if you don't love it, do you still think it's important to do? It is absolutely important to do. Um, I'm (laughs) I'm joking, but I'm I'm really just thinking of my own experiences. Like when I do detoxes, they're not fun. You release a lot of junk in your body, which is necessary and good, but then getting it out of your body is like often uncomfortable and I get emotional. It's, it's, uh, it's a process. It's, yeah. it's deep, but it is very good to do. I just don't that's, enjoy the process of doing it. That's very true. And that's why I'm excited to talk about Teamy Blends today because this is a new detox program that I'm absolutely obsessed with because what happens is you get to eat during the detox. So it's not the same as- Finally. Yeah. I love ones, it. The ones where you just cleanse all day and you don't eat anything. This is one that you do along with your daily routine. So it's a 30-day program. I just started it. I do their Teamy Blends Skinny Tea in the morning, and then I do the colon cleanse every other night. Then I just go about my regular routine, and it just helps me like you know, detox all the extra junk that my body doesn't need. See, that I can get behind. Yeah. Food Heals Nation, most Americans hold about 10, this is so gross, about 10 to 15 pounds of toxins <laughs> in our colons. 10 to 15 pounds of toxins in our colons. That's gross, which yep. causes us to bloat, have low energy, low metabolism, and have issues losing weight, not to mention a whole bunch of other things. When we remove these toxins, our bodies feel so much better because they're now able to function the way they're meant to. Yes. They're able to digest. Yes. So what have your results been like, Allie? I feel it helping my digestion 
definitely my energy, my energy is more like maintained throughout the days, not like, you know, hills and valleys. I love the morning tea because it actually boosts your metabolism. It raises your energy levels and it suppresses cravings. And then there's the nightly colon cleanse, which basically purifies the body from the inside out, cleansing the organs while also clearing out the digestive tract of all the toxins, you know, the stuff we don't need caused by pollution and chemicals and all that junk in the processed foods. There's no laxative effect or anything like that. Don't worry. It's very, very easy on the stomach. I'm personally loving it. Susie, are you going to try it? I am looking forward to trying it because you can eat. And that was the one thing that I always had a problem with because because I turn into a raving lunatic when I can't eat. Like I have hypoglycemia. I need a little bit of food. So I'm looking forward to it. No, I think that's great. And like those hardcore detoxes aren't for everyone. Just because I like doing them doesn't mean that everyone else should. Yeah, you're a weirdo. I'm a weirdo and a lot of people do not thrive that way and you don't thrive that way and that's okay, you know, and that's why Teamy Blends is perfect because you can do this. You can go to work. You can go to work out. Like Susie, you were telling me about your hardcore workout you did today. You can do Teamy Blends and still work out and still eat and do all of the things. Run your business, you know. Awesome. I'm ready for my detox. Yay. Susie, you are in luck because (laughs) Teamy Blends is offering you and Food Heals Nation an amazing discount code. Go to teamyblends.com. Use the discount code FOODHEALS for 20% off any order, $49.99 or more. It's totally worth it, Food Heals Nation. You are listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We actually didn't finish your story because I know, like me, um, you had a series of losses in a row with your mother and your father. Yeah. And so, okay, so I lost my mom two years ago. My parents were actually divorced. You know, Mm -hmm. they had been divorced for years and stuff. And so my father, father's always, he was always my rock. He was a... um, you know, ex-athlete when he was younger and then a basketball coach and just a really strong, positive figure in my life. He's, you know, anything I was ever going through, my dad was there for. And so even after my parents divorced, my mom's going through her cancer journey and stuff. My father's remarried, but he was with me holding my hand through my mom's journey. Mm -hmm. And so he came to the hospital and like visited my mom, even though he had remarried and stuff, was there for her. And so when she passed, my father and I have always been so close. I'm like my daddy's girl, you know, and everything. And so um, so I was shocked that I was like, okay, well, still got my dad. You know, my dad's still here. And God, I, I know, I know. This and so, yeah. God. And so I'm with my dad that whole year after my mom passed and my dad um you know i'm a single parent mom got two boys Mm -hmm. and my dad has been like he was amazing to my boys he was the guy that you know had the birds and the bees conversation with my boys and always drove up on the weekends to take him to lunch to have that man-to-man you know um conversation stuff with them and so we are in august we're like almost a year after my mom passed And we would do an annual family trip going up the coast of California. And it was my dad's favorite thing to do. My dad was just such a, he was just such a regular dude. And so like I would offer him, I'm like, dad, hey, we're going to go to Europe. Do you want to come? And he's like, nah, 
I'm good. But when you do that road trip up the coast of California, I'm there. Yeah. That was his little thing that he loved doing with me and his grandsons and stuff. And so we did the drive up the coast of California. And I remember asking my dad, he did all the driving. I'm like, Dad, do you want to take a break for a while? He's like, no, Trace, I feel good. I feel good. You know, I'll do all the driving. And so we we stopped along the way. We did um, Santa Barbara. We did Carmel. We did San Francisco and stuff the most beautiful time at my boys, my dad, and then my brother's daughter. And my dad was in heaven, yeah. in absolute heaven, because he was with his grandkids. And, you know, we went to all of our little favorite spots that we've been to all, you know, over the years and stuff. Literally, we had this amazing family trip. I come back to go to work and everything, and I'm actually sleeping, you know, on a Saturday night or whatever, and I get this phone call in the middle of the night, and it's my aunt, my dad's sister. My aunt's like, Tracy, you know, I have some bad news for you. Your dad, and I thought the next words was, was going to be, is in the hospital. And she goes, your dad passed. And so I'm oh. just like, What? I'm, I'm like, what? Yeah. She was just like, he had a heart attack. Finally, that quadruple bypass heart situation from, you know, years ago yeah. resurfaced. You know, he had a he had a heart attack. I literally could not believe it. I could not could not believe that I was hearing yeah. those, you know, those words. But God gave us that last trip. Yeah. That last trip that we took, which was doing his favorite thing in the world, because he was like a nature guy. Yeah. We did all that 17-mile drive, Carmel, oh. and you know all of the you know Big Sur, and, yeah. and that was literally like a week or so before he passed. And so I just like, I thank God that I had that last trip with him. But it's still like, it's still surreal to me, to be honest with you. It's still like, I can't even believe it. The only thing that I could do, you know, so that was like September-ish of last year, mm-hmm. was I had had this dream in my head about like doing this health and wellness website. The deeper I got into like my research about health and wellness and nutrition and, you know, all that kind of good stuff, I had this thing in my head where I wanted to do, create a website to kind of give back and share this information with people that weren't getting this information. So in my head, I was like, oh, one day I want to do a website. And after my dad passed, I'm like, okay, I got to do this website now. So I tried to come up with a you know name for it. And I'm like, okay, I want everybody to be all right. Okay, let me do all right. Believe it or not, Stanford's theme song, because I went to Stanford University, uh-huh. shout out to Stanford, <laughs> was a song called All Right Now. Okay, all right, but I kind of feel like we need an extra little something at the end, all right now. And I couldn't believe that. I mean, because it's based on like this famous rock and roll song. I couldn't believe I could clear that name. And so I cleared that name and and then I was on a mission. I'm like, okay, this is September. I want to launch this website January 1st. I'm like, that doesn't give me much time. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, which is freaking crazy. But I was just like, I didn't sleep. And so the only way for me to heal was to just kind of like work on this website. And so like from September through, 
1159 at on December 31st, uh-huh. you know, I was like doing everything I could to get this website launched. And we, um, we literally launched like, I think a minute or two before we hit January 1st. And I kept like announcing on social media, because for me, like I have to declare that I'm going to do something. You need that to make, goal. Yeah, yeah, to make yeah. sure. And so the I have accountability. Accountability. Yeah, the accountability. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I'm like declaring, hey world, I'm launching this website January 1st. And so for me, it's like, okay, I better make it happen. Yeah. So I worked just literally round the clock. I was like... I would work until I couldn't stay awake anymore. I couldn't keep my eyes open. And I would work until like two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, okay, now it's time for me to close my eyes, Mm -hmm. sleep for a few hours and wake up again. And that was my life. Like for the next few months after my father died and getting everything together for, for January 1st. And then I reached out to people in the health and wellness community, like my love with JJ, who I'm looking at right now. And I'm like... <laughs> well, I remember, because yeah. that's when we connected, was when yeah. you weren't sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know, Because it, we connected at the end of December, yeah. where you literally weren't sleeping, because you were I trying know. to get the website. Yeah, done. I'm oh. like, because you have to, like, if you launch a website, you need content. Yeah. You can't just launch a website with no articles, no videos, nothing. And yeah. so I'm, like, working around the clock. I wrote... 60 articles, I shot videos, I'm doing meditation videos, yoga videos, nutrition videos, all that kind of stuff. And then I just reach out to people in the health and wellness community. And we are such a tribe, aren't we? It's like, that's the one thing, like once you like join the health and wellness community, like we're all like sisters and brothers and we are truly a tribe where we all like, Allison, like if you say, hey, will you do my podcast? I'm like, okay, I'm having a crazy day at work, but I'm not going (laughs) to drive over and do your your podcast and stuff because that's how we get down, you know? And so in JJ, you know, your podcast and you gave me videos and articles and all that kind of stuff because we are kindred spirits and we are on a mission to yeah. make this world a better place and to educate people and stuff. And so, yeah, so I launched that website January 1st and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers Thank to you. that, Thank first you, of all. Thank uh, you. So I, I will remind you, since we are on air yep. and uh, this will be locked down, that we still owe me a uh, filming oh, day. You. A filming day. Oh, that's right. Because you're going to teach me how to cook. Although that's probably my fault <laughs> because, my, because my crew, you're like oh i don't know how to cook i'm like okay great we're gonna use your beautiful kitchen and i'm gonna teach you easy she is so gonna teach me how to cook because i still don't cook so i I would love to learn easy we're gonna go super easy but yeah we're gonna film for your show we're gonna film for my show we're doing it yep so that's to come okay send us the link so we can post them at food deals nation so that we can all watch too thank you ladies yep and um tracy i would ask you like do you think that Building this website, because I know for myself, uh, it was therapeutic to start the podcast. And you had just lost your father. You had just lost your mother. Was that your therapy? Is that how you got through it? You are so absolutely right. For me, every morning I'd wake up. Literally, I was like waking up when sun rose. I am, if I wasn't writing my own articles, I'm reading contributors' articles. I'm reading information about cancer and, you know, superfoods and things that, you know, help with the stomach and help with your mental focus. I'm just reading all this kind of stuff. 
the positive information that I was getting was like coming into my energy system mm-hmm. and, and really helping me through my loss. It was yeah. really kind of helping me cope because I just felt like I was getting some positive energy out of it. And, and, and being on a mission to give back and to kind of help people and to share information and stuff, it's the best food for healing. You yeah. know, it, it, it really, really is and stuff. That helped me tremendously, tremendously. And I, you know, I really felt too, I'm getting into a spiritual side of things, but I really felt like my parents were like up in heaven and just kind of going, look, do this, do this, do this. Yeah. Help others, help others. And so I felt like I can't even explain the kind of energy I had. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally, I'm surviving on like, I don't know, four hours of sleep or right. something. But I was like, I'd wake up and I'd be like, okay, bam, you yeah. know, ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. And I had all of this energy and stuff. And I don't know where it was coming from. But mm-hmm. you know, I think it's coming from heaven. It was I agree with you. I could not agree more like I was starting the podcast. And I, I started later than you I took a few years and didn't mm-hmm. deal with it. And I mm-hmm. did I went, I well, I did start a failed blog, but no one read it. But um, I when I started the podcast, I couldn't sleep because I was so excited because I had yeah. I was editing the interviews and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is going to help so many people and yep. I couldn't stop and I was yep. like, the website has to look perfect and this has mm-hmm. to be and all of that things and it was totally divinely guided. I cannot yep. state that enough. You were so right, Allison. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. Like you know yeah. how divinity comes into place yeah. and and fuels you and gives you that energy because you're you're on a mission and that was me because otherwise we could be depressed and on drugs and uh, you know be the waste of society the waste yeah, of our, yeah. the beautiful beings that yeah, we are yep and and i give it to god and i give it to my parents in heaven and stuff i don't know how in the world other than being on this mission that i went through what i went through with the loss of both my parents and didn't go into depression yeah i never as severe as my loss was i never went into depression I just kind of used it as my fuel to just help other people and to be on this mission. Amazing. And um, I would ask you, like, because you are a public figure, you're on camera, you're a producer, you're in Hollywood, like, how did that affect your life? Were you able to turn it on when you needed to? Did you take a break? How did you How did you work with you that? You know, the crazy thing is that when I was going through my mother's journey, she was going through the toughest times, you know, in her cancer fight before her transition and and before my loss, I was actually co-hosting Extra. And so I was like... Which means you're on TV. I was literally... Yeah, I was like literally on TV. And I remember filming at Universal Studios and I was constantly in contact with her doctors, Mm -hmm. constantly getting updates and stuff. And you probably know this. And so like when you're the primary caretaker or whatever. And point of contact. And point of contact. And you make all the medical decisions and everything. I had to wake up in the morning. When I woke up in the morning, I'd call ICU. Mm -hmm. I'd get her vitals and figure out, okay, what's her heart at now? What's her blood? You know, all that kind of stuff. And I'd track it throughout the day and stuff. And so like, you know, there were times I'd be on camera and then they'd be like, cut. And then I'd have to go check my phone to see like, okay, what are her stats at? And deal with horrendous phone calls, you know, from the doctors and stuff. And they're like, oh, her kidneys are shutting down or whatever. And then have to absorb this information and then literally go back on stage and try to smile and pretend like that's not going on. So it, it was hard. 
what so i this is not a direct correlation at all so do not hear any of this as like i'm trying to say that i experienced anything near what you guys have when i was working in new york at a restaurant and i'd get i was on the upper east side and had very angry people who would scream at me literally all i was screamed at all the time Mm -hmm. and uh you'd have to learn how to put the mask on Mm -hmm. of where you weren't letting it penetrate you Mm -hmm. you were sort of immune to it Mm -hmm. and you sort of had to numb out a little bit Mm -hmm. not in a like do anything to numb out you should choose Mm -hmm. to put such a wall Mm -hmm. between someone screaming at you and you letting it affect you emotionally did that happen with you at all not there's a difference between fake mm-hmm. like and putting on a smile while mm-hmm. you really want to cry mm-hmm. and that sort of distance between numbing yourself and like removing yourself and then knowing that you have a job and you're going to show up for your job and you're going to smile and you're going to be present you're going to have positive energy in that moment and then when the moment's over you're going to retreat back to what's beyond that wall mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm, the pain mm-hmm. different than I'm in pain right now. It's all I can think about, but I'm going to smile through it and pretend. Yeah. What was that? What was it for you? Well, you know what? It kind of goes back to what we talked about a few minutes ago about like being strong for everybody else. Yeah. Again, like I had to kind of stay strong for everybody else that I had to take care of in my life. Yeah. That being, you know, my kids before, you know, my mom passed, my brother, you know, everybody to try to kind of so I could, you know, at least do my best in, in taking care of this, the, the situation. And, and, and it wasn't easy. But I am, the only way I can say this, and, you know, not to get too spiritual or whatever, but I'm God's child. You know, I, I really, really am. And I just know, like, I went through everything that I went through with, like, I don't even want to use the word optimism. I tried to be as positive as I could because I felt like, what I was going through and all of the loss that I went through was part of my journey. Yeah. You know, it's part of the journey that God gave me and that through my loss, it was my responsibility to educate others, which is what I did yeah. by, you know, creating this website, you know, and everything. I just kind of felt like it was part of my journey as terrible as the loss was, like it was just my mission to create something positive yeah. out of the loss that I had. And and that's what really allowed me to get through what I went through. And that's what drives me too. Like I'm looking at you and I want to cry so I have to look away. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, I know it's hard. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. you so much. But um, I think that uh, I always talk about healing and how I always thought I was done. I did all the things, all the therapies, all of the meditation and mm-hmm. healing and changing the food and I did all the things and I was, I was like I'm done yay but we're never done and so I hear your story right now Tracy and I heal just a little yeah because I go oh my god her story is my story and it makes me feel like I'm not alone no no you aren't and it's like and what it does to you guys is that it it puts everything in perspective and so you appreciate your blessings yeah. your loss allows you to appreciate your blessings and stuff and so I, you know, I already love the heck out of my boys, you know, it's like, I mean, like historically them growing up and I was a single parent mom throughout most of their lives and stuff. And so they got tired of me. I'm always like, I love you. I love you. I love you all day long, all night long. It made me that much closer to my boys and to my grandparents and to my, my family and to my friends And it really makes you appreciate the positive ones that are in your life. It makes you connect with other positive people like you guys. 
not to say anything against, quote, Hollywood, Mm -hmm. but a lot of things that you go through in work, and especially work in Hollywood and stuff, it's at a very superficial level. And I was able to recognize that much more. And you realize I'm very blessed and that my career in Hollywood allows me to pay my bills and take care of my kids and all that kind of stuff. But all of the crazy hoopla that comes along with Hollywood and trying to go to red carpet stuff and trying to be seen and all that kind of stuff, that's not me. Yeah. It's not me at all. Who I am at the core is the fact that I'm here with you guys, you know, right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to make the world a better place and trying to help other people. Well, we appreciate that. And so because of what you've been through, you have created this beautiful website all right now. So what can people find at all right now? How can how can your story really help others? And I know you've got JJ's story, you've got lots yeah. of things. So what are the resources? Tell us everything. Well, you know what? Um, and let me just start by saying I wish I had more hours in the day, you <laughs> yeah. know, because um, – My mission with All Right Now is to share things from a very testimonial space of things that I've personally learned, that I've personally been through, that I personally implement that can help other people and help other people live their best lives, be their best versions of themselves and stuff. We have different categories. We have, you know, we have health, we have fitness, we have relationships, we have parenting, we have career, Mm -hmm. we have escape, because I believe that having the right tools in all of those categories allows us to lead our to live our best lives and yeah. stuff and so a lot of the stuff that i'm sharing whether i'm talking about superfoods you know if i'm talking about yoga i'm i'm doing i practice what i preach i don't like bs and i'm not right. telling you guys something that i don't personally implement even with our store I refuse to represent any products on our store that I don't use. If I'm talking about the benefits of omega-3 supplements, you know, or turmeric or, you know, whatever, I'm actually, I use that in my daily life. I'm talking about things to put in your, your smoothies or your shakes in the morning, all the supplements and stuff. I do that. If I'm talking about yoga poses, I do that. If I'm talking about parenting tools or relationship tools or whatever, I do that. And so I'm, I'm coming from a very like grounded testimonial space on, on the website and stuff. And everyone that's contributing to the website or whatever, they're kindred spirits with me. You know, they're real. They're not just kind of writing stuff that they don't really truly believe in. It's not clickbait. It's not just yeah. a bunch of Google searches that you throw together. It's real no, testimonial no, stories. No. Yeah, and you see that. so many lifestyle websites where people have discovered, oh, wow, there's commerce here. There, you know, there's a business here. Yeah. And they don't really care about like people at the core, human beings. It's just like, oh, how much money can I make off the store or whatever? And so that's not us. My only thing is I wish I had more hours in the day because I <laughs> wish I could be like doing more personal videos. There's videos of me, but I wish I could do more. Yeah. I wish I could write even more articles, you know, or whatever. But it is coming from a personal space. So JJ, how do we do it? How do we get more hours in the day? She's the only one that knows. <laughs> Go ahead, JJ. She has tell like us. Twenty podcasts. Okay, first yes. of all, Tracy, you could delegate. <laughs> you, there's a little, 
you know you could delegate a little bit more than what you probably Probably do. so, JJ. But it's still amazing. Yeah. She started in I, January. I understand. I know. <laughs> I was there. I know. She was. I get it. I love I her. I get it. Yeah. Um, I get it. You know, it's it's a transition. Like you said, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you have the blessings of the position that you have in Hollywood to be able to pay the bills and to mm-hmm. be able to, to support this, right? Yeah. And, and it's a passion project and it'll continue to evolve. And as mm-hmm. it evolves, you'll evolve. And as mm-hmm. you start to have more of a desire and passion to implement more things, I mean, your boys are still in school. And so, yeah. you know, there are stages of your life that are unfolding that is just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so as you are able to spend more time, you will. And when you find the trusted people in your life that mm-hmm. you trust to mm-hmm. take over some of that stuff, right? Yep. You will. And so it's going to be your lifelong passion. It's not yep. something that you just put up to make money or something to put up and tribute to your parents. It's a living, breathing thing yep. that will continue to evolve. So there's there's a, a check of the expectation okay. right, about what it is. Now, for me, in terms of like, you think I, you know, I don't sleep at night because I have so many podcasts. We think that you are a high achiever. <laughs> I am a high achiever. No, she totally is, Allison. I can tell I you I, from the moment she and I connected, yeah. I'm like, JJ, what articles do you have? <laughs> what videos do you have? Bam. Within one minute, I had a catalog. Like, I believe it. <laughs> like she had like, I, believe it. I said her 20 at a time. Um, I totally know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. So listen, I, I am just doing what feels good for me. Uh, and, and it's, it's, things have evolved. I don't host a six day a week show anymore. I host five or six shows that I've won oh. daily. Okay, so it's just different. That's the same it's, thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's so not. we lost one day. No. What, maybe Sunday we lost? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. It's the same content. Okay, listen. Listen. So it's all about timing. It's all about divine guidance. Mm-hmm. And when you are ready, you will know what to do. Yep. You know you need to delegate yep. in certain ways. And there mm-hmm. are things, I mean, there are things that I, I mean, I'm dating a podcast producer oh i didn't know that a company that produces podcasts do you think i have given up editing my own show yet <laughs> no no why because i can't no one else but me knows what they're going to take out of each show it is so personal to me that i will not delegate that because it's too important about the delivery and the integrity of the content that i don't want little things to get missed at this point in time or maybe something that i might say about somebody that i'm like oops i shouldn't have said that i should take that out but no one else is gonna know that but me i have someone that will know that roxy roxy flow (laughs) (laughs) okay can i say though how blessed and fortunate are you that whoever the man of your life is that he's a kindred spirit and then he's helping you with your podcast? Well, oh my God, that's awesome. Well, he could be. He's not yet because oh, I won't. What I'm she won't is, allow it. I'm oh, not, I'm not giving, I'm not give him a chance, control. sis. Give him a chance, sis. I am. I'm starting another show. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm starting another show that they can edit. There you I, go. That I, have okay. no, I will have no control okay. over except the, the but the point So being, how many shows will that be? Eight? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm really starting another show called Health Health and Wealth. I know you're serious. I know, oh I'm gosh. serious. Yeah. Okay, that's going to be out in October. But yeah. anyway, but here's the point. The point is, I, not all of the shows that I do won't be around forever. It was a test. The point is that we, just like your parents, just like this at website, just like you in the podcast, you f- feel a calling. And what I think we all do 
is we tap into, I don't know why I'm about to cry. Um, we tap into <laughs> like what is true for us in the moment. Yeah. What feels right? What feels aligned? What yeah. feels purposeful? And then you do that. Yeah. And at whatever point it stops feeling that way is when you change course. You're right. So it's really not about should I be efficient? Fuck efficient. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's about what what is what you do feed you. And if it, I if love it, it. And I if know. it feeds you, you keep doing it. If it doesn't yep. feed you, you get rid of it and you figure it out. That's that's so awesome. Can I tell you my my goal and I'm going to declare it right now. Okay. My goal is that I've made enough money where I can just do this health, wellness, lifestyle thing full time. I love that. Yeah, full time. And so you, I, got, you know you have support. I, I love you. And so I have enough money where my bills are taken care of and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can really like grow this because, you know, for me, this is a movement and this is a mission and it's all about paying forward. And like, yeah. I just want to help people. And that would make me the happiest woman ever <laughs> if I'm able to do that full time. And yep. you can and you will. Yep. And there's no doubt. It's just going to be about whenever the right time is for you. Absolutely. I have no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do a podcast? You know what? I want to. I was, I was telling. I was sorry, telling. Sorry, but she no, should, right? No, I was, I was well, telling JJ, like, you know, we talked about this. And so, like, I was at one point a few months ago, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast. And then I got this TV show that was ordered. And so I'm actually in well, pre-production. Yeah, no, like, you know, because it pays the bills. We talk about paying the bills or whatever. So now, all of a sudden, I'm, like, having to, you know, put together this TV show because, you know, we're starting a film in, in December. So I'm in pre-production production or whatever well, so I, thank you so much and, I, and it's a blessing you know that i'm yeah. able to do that because you know it allows me to take care of whatever i need to yeah girl but now i don't have time to do the podcast but you know i do want to do that i really do it'll come divine timing just like right yeah it's coming and there's yeah. a reason why it wasn't the right time then and there's a reason why it'll be the right time later yep i agree oh my gosh so exciting. <laughs> now we're going into coaching. Okay, here's all the things we're all going to do. Yes. Um, so Tracy, if you um, had something to tell our listeners, like if they've been through something, whether it was a loss or they just want to get healthier, like what's your big message, your mission? Tell us about that. Don't procrastinate. The reason I added the word now, <laughs> you know, to the, the word all right, yeah. is that now is the time to take action on being the best you and creating the life that you want. Like we all like procrastinate. We all make excuses for, well, you know, it's just not the right time. I got to wait for this or I got to wait for that or whatever. Like, I mean, seriously, like this minute, this moment, you know, really decide, do some soul searching. What is the life that you really want for yourself? What steps do you need to take to get that life? Yeah. And then really take action now. Like don't wait until like tomorrow or next year or whatever. People say, oh, it's not a good time now. You can make it a, a great time. There's, like now, it's never a good time. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's always a reason. Okay. There's always a reason you can't uh, start your diet. There's always a reason you can't start a new lifestyle. There's always a reason you can't have a baby. There's always a reason you can't start a blog because you're like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday and I have to eat this. Or this event is coming up and I have to be there. Or I have to travel or blah, blah, blah. There's always a reason why you can't. So start, make a journal of all the reasons why you can and then cross out the reasons why you can't. And that energetically will put you in the place where you can. Yeah, absolutely. And I always, I believe in declaring stuff. Like just like I told you guys. like I like that. I like, I declared, I'm launching this site January 1st, even though it seemed impossible. My girlfriend's like, 
you are crazy. She's <laughs> like, there's no way you're going to be able to launch it January 1st. I'm like, I will do it. Yeah, I will do watch it. Me. Watch yeah, me. Yeah, I will, I will do it. And so you have to just kind of like just declare right now on the spot, whatever the life is that you envision that you want or whatever, declare that it's going to happen. And, and it will happen. You can like really, really make it happen and stuff. If I can leave anyone with any type of takeaway, it's just like really declare the life that you want and like really make it happen. Now, even that, that, that vow that I took when my father, you know, was having the quadruple bypass surgery, I, you know, I thank God for me taking that vow yeah. at age 25, because that allowed me to live a healthier life and all of this stuff. And I think we'll all agree helps like, you know, slows down medical issues, like healthy decisions and healthy lifestyle choices slows down, you know, medical issues for you. It slows down aging, all that kind of stuff. Like if you really make a life decision now to like lead a healthier lifestyle, then that's going to impact you in the long run. And that's going to help you be the best you. I love it. I could not agree more. Well, ladies, before we wrap up, JJ, where can everyone find you online? Well, jjflazanes.com is really <laughs> where you can find me. And there's all kinds of free stuff there. There's all my events there. And there's all my podcasts there. <laughs> so jjflizanes.com. Thank Yay. you. And Tracy, where can we find you online? Okay, so I'm going to give you two ways to find me. Okay. The first is personally, you can follow me on all social media platforms at T R A C E Y. E E D M O N D S and Tracy so Tracy E Edmonds Tracy E Edmonds and so that's on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that and then um, you can follow my all right now website and so you can follow us on social media through at A L R I G H T N O W H Q on Instagram and Twitter and then our website is allrightnow.com. So A-L-R-I-G-H-T.com. And be sure that you subscribe because when you become an all writer, we've got some amazing benefits. And so we've got discounts at like fitness centers, health insurance, you know, life insurance, restaurants, you know, travel, all kinds of amazing things. So become an all writer and join our email subscription and receive some amazing benefits. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies. Yay, so much. Thank you. Cheers. 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 Bye. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately.